Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and yes, finally, not Snapchat, what's the other one? TikTok, that's what it is. And we out here, all of that, at Carolina Sports Talk. As always, welcome in my main man and yours, DJ Highstar, rocking with the boy. What's goody with it, my boy? DJ High Star. DJ High Star going once. Can you hear me, bro? Seem to be having some technical difficulties, but while we are aligning that, I also do have in a very, very special guest from the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. My boy, Be Easy in the building, in the flesh. I had to give you the, the, the big welcome, bro. What's good with it, man? Hey, man. Happy to be here. Very happy to be here. I'm very happy to be here. How you been, dog? Uh, we had the pleasure of rocking with you and your show, man. And then, who knew? Turn around a few days later, Stephen A. Smith was going to try to break the end. And then I was like, nah, I got to bring my boy in here. You are right here with us, rocking on, you know what I'm saying, Carolina Sports Talk. So we're glad to have you in the building, my boy. Um, Well, well I think High Star, did you High Star, you there, bro? Not so much. Okay. While we get in that, man, let's just go ahead and jump into it. Um, for those of you who may have missed it, uh, uh-oh, I'm seeing the head shaking, and now we're frozen again. Bing bong. But for those who may have missed it, we had uh, Mr. Jason Whitlock, a, a former ESPN, former Fox News. I don't even know where he is now on cable news network. I'm not sure where he is, but he's doing his own thing and decided that he wanted to take some additional shots at uh, Stephen A. Smith. For those who may have not known, they had a little bit of uh, a history from back at his time at ESPN um, where there was some alleged betrayal. Then there was some friendship and apologies and making up and all that kind of good stuff. But then he decided he wanted to take shots. Um, And Stephen A. Smith on the Stephen A. Smith show on YouTube said that he wasn't with it. Hi, Star, you there? Yep, here. Here, welcome in, my dog. But Stephen A., y'all boy, <laughs> first of all, I'm, I'm sure at this point you guys have seen uh, seen seen it. Let's just jump into it, man. What, what, what y'all thinking about? What, what, what's your thoughts and reactions on Stephen A.'s reaction to Jason Whitlock coming for his 1.5 points per game average in college? Off of one game. One game. Um, <laughs> Yo, first shout out to Be Easy. Was good, my brother. We finally got you here. Audio got you, got you straight. Yo, see, see, this is see, this is what I was trying to keep it safe because we're on the family friendly show today, bro. I was saying, keep it cute, 
Keep it cute. This is a safe space, unlike yours. Oh, yeah, this is a safe space. Jokes can be, I, I can keep it clean too now, you know. All right, all right, all right. But yeah, no, um, saw this coming a mile away. He's he's kind of alluded to it. It's going to be blurry for me, but he's alluded to it in the past or whatnot. It's going to be very blurry for me. Y'all. But um, <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and be blind for a little while and talk to y'all. Appreciate you. <laughs> No, I'm not. Um, yeah, I see. Nah. Um, but yeah, so he's he's been alluding to it for a while. This is the thing right now. <laughs> this is like the new thing after the powder keg that was Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody looking for their moment and stuff like that. Um, I was just listening to Sebastian Telfair pretty much do an audio tell-all with, with Cam and Mace with regards to his family and all of that stuff and just being um, uncut, X-rated, raw. You know how they used to um, market all of the girls going wild uh, movies and stuff in the late 90s? That's what everybody feels like they got to be nowadays. So, yeah, he he marketed it and let he, he uh, PR'd it kind of the whole day and, yo, this is teased it. And then, yeah, I mean, his his version of what the smoke would be at his age or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Because the other thing is that the spice sounds different at different different eras or whatever like that. You know, if somebody, an old person telling you, look, you jive, turkey, I'm <laughs> tired of all of this. You're going to think a different way than, you know, right. somebody coming up to you or a youngin coming up to you. But, yeah, my initial thoughts, Stephen A being Stephen A, because of who he bombed on, I'm not too mad. Period. And, and so right before we get to you, be easy. You say Stephen A being Stephen A. To me, it was a little bit more. Stephen A has always been animated and been over the top. But when he hit it with the, I had to call my pastor and let him know that I apologize in advance for everything I'm saying tonight. When he when he when he hit it with that, he really did like, nah, you had like if you had to pre-apologize to your pastor, I knew he really, you know what I mean, was getting ready to go in a little bit, and he did. I, even with the with the language still being on ESPN and he had to have gotten clearance from them. Cause you know, we understand that it's not ESPN and he still does work for them. But at the end of the day, he went a little further than what I expected from Stephen A. So uh, be easy. What do you, what, what do you think about it, man? What, what, what were your thoughts or reactions initially? Well, first I had to go back in cause I, I don't, you know, I've been stopped listening to Jason Whitlock or seeing him cause he's not on ESPN. He's not on Fox and anything like that. So I, I hadn't heard anything. So I think you shared a clip of him on Twitter talking about the the 1.5 points a game. He's trying to discredit Stephen A's memoir. And then Stephen A does this voice when he's real serious, when he really got beef. And it's not high-pitched like you did. He takes it low. Take it down. And he did it with uh, Kevin Durant back in the day, a few years ago. He was like, um, you don't want to make an enemy out of me. So he went real low like that. Kyrie as well. Yeah, it was Kyrie. Yeah, Uh yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Guys, you know, you want to be my friend. I'm not disrespectful. He did all that kind of stuff. So, so he did that with 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 uh at the beginning of that. You know, I I talked to the bosses at ESPN. I I talked to my pastor to let him know I I I needed him to pray for me in advance. And you know, he did that. And then he went on into it. You know what I'm saying? So that let me know he was real serious when he get when he do the low voice. That uh-huh. let me. He's serious when he do the high. Got to sit up. He playing. He playing around when he doing the high. You know what I'm saying? The high voice. But when he take it low, he mean business. He meant business with Whitlock. And here's it. 
I understand why, and and quite honestly, he's fed up. And, and you guys, you, uh, High Star, you alluded to it that Cat Williams just calling on, calling out, and saying what he said. I think has opened the door and provisioned a lot of other folks to be able to say, you know what? Why the heck not? If it's going to drive ratings, if it's going to boost, whatever, whatever. And it almost feels like Whitlock was trying to utilize and capitalize from that. And he came with the same weak sauce. Like nobody who like really watches Stephen A. Smith, I think, I hope at least, really believes that this guy was really like that. I mean, no shade to my dog. And I'm saying he the bros and all of that. But let's be honest. Well, he he never he never said that he was like that though. He just said he played for Winston Salem State. He got a scholarship, and he didn't finish because he cracked his knee or something like that. Like he never said he was nice. So the story of, the story of him getting his scholarship is where kind of Jason brought in his his credibility, and because Stephen A. gives a story about him like kind of making sinking seventeen threes or. Having like a great performance of like I don't know seven points or something like that, yeah. In the tournament, mm-hmm. got offered a um, scholarship on the spot, and I think Jason Whitlock was bringing that into question as well. But again, it's, it's Jason Whitlock, so everything is kind of grouped into his his kind of his bag of hate, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 even along those same lines, we talked about it on the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast, available wherever you get your podcast for free ninety nine. But with Cat Williams, it seemed like a message. It seemed like a, <laughs> it seemed like revisionist history. Or once you've told a story so many times and added your little twists and turns, that it then becomes your truth. To me, this is what Stephen A's story seems like with regards to how he got the scholarship and everything. At the end of the day, no matter how it came about, it came there. There, it's it's very clear and evident that the school recognizes him. They they have the record of him. I mean. Even with the 1.5 points per game in one game, um, it's, it's, it's evident that he was there. So even about how it came, like it, it just again, Jason Whitlock being Jason Whitlock to me with that weak sauce, um, and even starting it. Stephen A though came with receipts, talking about the email uh, that after Jason Whitlock was betrayed by somebody or something, he said, "I felt what you felt, and I'm sorry," and, and, and apologized to Stephen A. But then to turn around and do this, it really just felt real clout chasey to me. So if you guys have not checked it out by now, go ahead and check it out on YouTube. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? We don't work for the four letter. We crux out here. But uh, check it out on YouTube, the Stephen A. Smith uh, response to Jason Whitlock. Um, again, it ain't Carolina Sports Talk, so it ain't, you know, necessarily family friendly and oriented. But uh, definitely is worth the watch um, and it's entertaining. Even with his comments about Aaron Rodgers. Um, and how Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show was going for, as he said, another ESPN and or Disney uh, employee. Like I'm saying, he he got into it a little bit with with everybody, and it just kind of almost feels like he's trying to um, promote his new paperback book. <laughs> yeah, he did that heavy. He did that heavy. Uh, even in a commercial break that wasn't commercial, it's just on some. Well, we're gonna take a break, and I'll get back to him when we get back. Oh, well, those were co- those were his commercials, though. Right. And I, I technically, I get it. I'm not gonna hate because when you know great marketing solutions where we can get all of your marketing, so not nah, when we am you know saying so, I get it, but at the same time, bro, it's like, yeah, but the cat thing for me, I guess, is the standard at this point. 2024 started off with cat being like, uh, yeah, now nah, I don't care nothing about nothing, I'm standing on business and I'm gonna give it this felt similar but more like adjacent. This felt like the JV version of that for me, even with that, with, even with all the cussing and you know, him very clearly not liking, buddy. 
calling him uh, the fat boy, all this. Like, like he very clearly don't like Jason Whitlock. Uh, well, I think the, the cat thing came like it to a lot of people that came out of nowhere. Mm. This seems more warranted because Jason Whitlock has been taking shots at Jamel Hill and Michael Smith mm. and uh, Dan Lebertard and people that used to be his colleagues, people that, you know, even though I, I was listening to Dan Lebertard uh, earlier today and Dan was like, he considered Jason Whitlock his friend. So um, those people he's been taking shots at. And if you notice, a lot of those people haven't responded. This right. is like really the real first response, um, you know, it's kind of out of Stephen A's character to call people out of their name. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's what took a lot of people by surprise. Me, especially, you know what I'm saying? He, what he called them uh, early on in the promo for it. You know what I'm saying? That what took me by surprise. So um, just seeing him go in on him the way, cause y'all say it was light, but for me it was heavy. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all 56 minutes of it. <laughs> Definitely want to give a shout out to everybody uh, watching online, commenting. Shout out to my dog Jones from the Music Jones podcast. Cuzzo Andre, shout out to him. Upward Hoops, we see you peeping out on YouTube. My dog. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then, of course, J Jones got to come for you, man. This guy got on a Wilson shirt. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we, we, uh, shout out to uh, Tiger Town Sports, uh, another podcast that's on the Crux Media Group. Um, if you want your school to have a podcast, you hit us up. <laughs> What's the website and the phone number that they can holler at us? Who you put me on the spot? Uh, media Group LLC dot com, something like that. Info Crux Media Group LLC dot com. There you we'll, go. We'll drop the commercial that fly commercial that y'all boy got. That y'all ain't sharing with nobody. We'll we'll drop that someplace yeah. and let folks check it out. Yeah. Shout out to Issa Ray on Facebook. Big bounce, the bros. It was heavy. I enjoyed all of it. Absolutely, we definitely enjoyed it too, man. Good Good pause. Good pause. Appropriately placed pause. You know what I'm saying? And especially coming from bounce. But nonetheless, uh, we're going to move forward into the NFL. Man, it was a busy week in the NFL. Uh, let's go ahead and run down some uh, some of the NFL scores. What y'all say, fellas? Let's get it. Oh, real quick, though. Um, sh shout out to Stephen A for uh, dropping the B word for calling uh, um, Jason Whitlock the B word. I, I really appreciated that. That uh, let me know that he was really serious. So, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Back to the NFL. The five letter one or the uh, seven letter one? Absurd. The five five letter one. Oh yeah, no, and 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 see, I said it was, or you took it as me saying it was light. I, I started off by saying I felt I could very easily see that Stephen A was pissed. He was just not up, like not happy. But with regards to, I guess, the weight or severity, like like you said, with the. It, it almost felt like with the Cat Williams thing, like that standard is like a little bit different. But at the end of the day, he he very much didn't like Buddy, and he was he was giving him everything. But you know what I'm saying? Some love, just a bunch of you. And I don't believe that this. And how how could you and yo? Like he was. Yeah, I mean, he was giving it up to him. So like, I don't think it was light by any means, but nonetheless. And the fact that uh, and I'm sorry, you know, we can go on uh, after this. Um. And the fact that uh, Stephen A, not only did he call, you know, you can ask Dan Levitar, you can ask Jamel Hill, you can ask this person or that person. He started calling out the bosses. He started going with, the, you know, the boss's name, uh, the head of ABC, the head of ESPN, you know, ask this person or that person, you know. Um, so that, that, that took it to another level for me. And then, oh, 
I keep, you know, different things that keep popping in my head. And then when Stephen A was like, you know, you were on ESPN, then you went to Fox, then you went to this place. Now you at the Blaze and no disrespect to the Blaze, but who is Blaze TV? You know what I'm saying? So he went from here to there and really at the end of the day, uh, Whitlock is probably going to be done after he leaves Blaze because he's losing all credibility. He's not a good person on television. I think he was a better writer than he was a um, television host or commentator or whatever. So uh, we're probably about to see the end of him. And this was his last ditch effort to kind of get some publicity and get some views by going after all of these people. And Stephen A will probably give him a little boost, but in the end, he'll probably just fall away. It's alone out. And and that for me, because I've, I've never hidden the fact that I don't like him. Even when he was on ESPN, they've just, it was not, don't, I haven't read his writing. All I'm familiar with is his commentating and he's a hater. He is uh he's a hater i'm not gonna get into you know what i'm saying the political views and all of that kind of stuff he just really comes across as somebody who would just as easily try to step on you steven and you talked about some of the other things that steven a mentioned how he ran the uh the, the the paper into the ground and just with terrible management how he begged all these other people to come and work with him and work for him the individuals who did try to collaborate with him Ended up getting pooped on. It's not, it's not, it, it was just trash. And so he, like you said, very easily and very likely is going to fizzle on out into the sunshine. So, yeah, his brand was being a contrarian. Mm-hmm. Well, so he like going against the grain and making a pseudo hot takes. Mm-hmm. A lot of them sound just you know foolish or whatnot. Yeah, nah, he he don't even deserve to get that love. Stupid, you're not even going to get the chance. But without <laughs> further ado, let's go ahead and jump into some of these NFL scores. So week 18, final week of the season, started off with the Pittsburgh Steelers taking down the Baltimore Ravens 17-10. The Texans over the Colts 23-19. Jaguars fall to the Titans 28-20. Lions over the Vikings, 30-20. Saints over the Falcons, 48-17. Jets over the Patriots, 17-3. The Buccaneers, wow, blank the Carolina Panthers yet again, 9-0. Browns fall to the Bengals, 31-14. Packers over the Bears, 17-9. Cowboys take care of the Washington Commanders, 38-10. Raiders over the Broncos, 27-14. And the Giants beat up on the Eagles, 27-10. Seahawks in Pete Carroll's final game, 21 to 20 over the Cardinals. Ram- final game as a Seahawk. We'll come back to that. Rams over the 49ers, 21-20. Chiefs over the Chargers, 13-12. And the Bills take down the Dolphins, 21-14. Well, High Star, we'll start with you. Um, what kind of stood out to you in week 18 in the NFL in these shorthanded let's go ahead and rest for the playoffs i don't really want it you want it no you get it no i don't want it you take it type of weekend do do either y'all have um like a concise way to 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 summarize what happened with crab legs winston Mm. y'all know yes so essentially there yeah there was a the saints secured the victory were lined up in a victory formation the, the, the win formation and in the huddle, he decided to call it an audible. He said it was a team decision to get his teammate the first touchdown of the season. This is a teammate who had 17 touchdowns last year and none this year. And so they wanted him to go out and style. And so out of the victory formation, they decided to run a ball and allowed him to score the touchdown, causing there to be a little tiff <laughs> with the coaches afterwards. The coach had to eat that. 
Yeah. So uh, ultimately, it was the team's decision to go ahead and, and get that player. And I want to say it was Anderson that touchdown. So, um, but yeah, no, that that was humorous to me. The end of a long season, um, long regular season, and I wanted to. This this is very improv, but I wanted to get three superlatives from you all. <clears throat> so, the first one would be most improved team, and of course, audience, feel free to uh, participate as well. But um, with either you like y'all like to start or y'all want me to start. I'll go ahead and jump on it. Pause. Ayo. Um, most improved team. <laughs> Definitely it's got to be the number one seed in the AFC to me, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, a healthy Lamar has tremendously a lot to do with that. But I think the additions of offensive weapons to allow him the first opportunity to really look like a quarterback at the helm of a, of a really, let's call it adequate offense, um, has paid benefits. The defense has stepped up. Uh, Signings like Jadavion Clowney have made a difference. It'll be interesting to see what they're able to do with, you know, Cook coming in for the postseason and everything. But definitely for me, the uh, Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens most improved. Okay. Okay. I, um, I'm going to go where you – where I thought that you were going uh, with the question and the, the Detroit Lions. 12-win um, season after decades of, you know, of course, sub-mediocrity and – the brand or the reputation of not getting it done. Um, this was, and you you mentioned them, <clears throat> the reason that I thought that you were going with them, you mentioned them the first week of the season, the first game, and uh, mm -hmm. that they were one of your favorites for the year. So, yeah, uh, that's my most improved team. Be easy? Uh, Favoritism? Of course. You know it. Um, I'm, and I'm going to have to go with my team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, uh, coming in uh, the last few weeks of the season, it was up in the air whether or not going to make the playoffs. Um, but we went on a three-game winning streak with our third-string quarterback. And uh, back, we moonwalked our way into the playoffs. So, I'm going to go with my team. So, here's why, and, I, and I, I hate to be the contrarian, but here's why both of those are not the most improved for me. Let's start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are, were a good team. Now, um, I like that, Jones. They were all, y'all have consistently been good. 17 seasons without a losing record. I mean, bleh, bleh. it is what it is. Um, now, you talk about your third string quarterback, uh, Mr. Mason Crosby, not Mason Crosby, uh, Mason Rudolph from Rock Hill, South Carolina, Football City, USA, stand up. We are here. But, um, you expect those types of things from that level of an organization. So for me, the mm, uh, reason I didn't say Detroit was because I they finished strong. The last two years, they've been steadily climbing and becoming who they are this year. Um, that culture that is there is evident, and we could I saw it coming. They just needed a couple more pieces offensively, and even Jared Goff has just been consistent. He's been who he was even in L.A. and just been consistent. Made some mistakes, but not so many that it overcomes what the defense is able to do. Um, and I think that Hutchinson pick from last year, the number two overall, is quietly one of the best kept secrets in the NFL. The, the young man is balling out there. Amara um, St. Brown is out there on the offensive side. And so knowing that they were going to be this at the beginning of the season, as you just mentioned, um, it wasn't a surprise to me that they weren't that much of an improvement. So, 
I, I get you. <laughs> Shout out to the to the to the homie. You know what I'm saying? Our bad, bro. Said y'all boy left me out. Coach English, our bad. We, we we'll get you on the next time, man. Uh, it was you know what I'm saying. It'd be like that sometime. My bad, bubble. Tom Bay Cliff, Yoshi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Charge it to the heart and not the head, man. Y'all make sure y'all check out my dog, Yusuf, in the building on the Relationship Status Podcast, also with Ex Grits and Ignorance, part of the Crux family. You no, know, it ain't nothing for him to set up. Listen, but, um, what's up? Let me right, know. We can right, pop so it pull up. Boy, right. I mean. Um, but no, so my, I'll just make it my, um, my second and last superlative so we can keep moving. But the second one is the trending um, award. Who, who, which team was trending? Um, I would I would just say upward. I'll just keep that upward, that upward trending upwards. Best trending team, please. Be easy. I'll let you go. Best trending team. Um, hmm. I'll probably have to say the uh, as I'm looking at the scores now. I had it on the tip of my tongue. Um, I want to say the Bills, but I probably say the Lions. I'll go with the Lions. Cause they finished. No, the Packers. I go with the Packers. Cause they were kind of in the beginning of the season. Love was he started out strong and he kind of dropped down. But then you know at the end of the season they fought their way into the playoffs and he's playing. He's playing pretty good. So I'm gonna go with the Packers. You know who I got? We got to get on here. We got to get my boy Jones. I mean, former quarterback himself. He knows football. First of all, when asked the question, his response to which team was the most improved? The Texans. They literally. Um, no one gave them a shot at the beginning of this season, and last year they were trash. D'Amico Ryans went out there and changed the culture of that of that program, and 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 their playoff team as a result. So definitely shout out to that one. And even with regards to who is trending, I, I got to agree. Both of these teams, both the Browns and the Lions, they are getting healthy at the right time, and they're playing good ball at a very very scary time. So as a matter of fact, what I want to do, I'm gonna um. Most disappointing definitely has to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Shout out to Al Hump. My LB helping me with superlatives. <laughs> disappointing Philadelphia Eagles and the Broncos. Broncos. I'll put Kansas City in there. Mm, why I mean, can't... even though just the way that they ended their season. So, um, like a way that, uh, like how that trending question just happened. If it was a reverse trending question, it would be up there for me. Okay. So I'm going to put a graphic up really quickly. Uh, we shared it online, but I definitely want to give it uh, a chance for the folks to see it here. Window bung. This is our NFL postseason bracket for the upcoming playoffs. Uh, if we take a look at the NFC side, we see that San Francisco is the number one seed. Now with the adjustment and extra team in the playoffs, number one seeds are the only ones that have that buy and home field throughout. Four seed and five, the Philly versus Tampa Bay matchup. Three six matchup on the NFC side is going to be the Detroit Lions taking on the Los Angeles Rams. And then in the two seven, BZ, one of your teams that you mentioned, the Cowboys taking on the Green Bay Packers. And then on the AFC side, number one seed belongs to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, four seed five matchup is the Texans Browns, which is going to be an incredible game. I'm really looking forward to that one, especially defensively. Kansas City, the three seed taking on the Miami Dolphins, the six seed. And then the Buffalo Bills, the two seed, taking on your Pittsburgh Steelers. Be easy. So along as, as we're taking a look at this, um, fellas, which games stand out to you? Which one are you most like like excited to see? What, what do y'all want to do? Which, what, what are you thinking? Uh, besides my game, um, 
the Texans and the Browns, um, both of those teams beat us this year, but the Texans, like you guys said, they're trending up. But the Browns, they have a, a real good defense. Mm-hmm. So they could, you know, get some pressure on a, a, a Stroud there. Um, and I want to say they're playing, and they're playing in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, sorry, in Houston. In Houston, okay. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a good game. Uh, probably like 27, 35, something like that. Mm-hmm. High yeah. Okay. I start. Um, I think the Kansas City and Dolphins game is the uh, the limping bowl because I think both teams is kind of limping into that game. And um, it's going to be interesting to see who prevails um, out of that just because, again, I didn't like the end of neither of those teams' seasons. Um, and then the Eagles game against a Tampa Bay team that – Took a underwhelming NFC South. Want to see what the what the Eagles can do if they're gonna, you know, take this as a, a tune up game and get back into shape. I'm aptly gonna call that one the lose to San Fran Bowl because at the end of the day, neither one of those teams are in a position uh, roster wise to honestly compete with a hungry San Fran squad. We know that throughout this season, they've been saying that if not for injuries at the quarterback position they would have been representing the NFC in the Super Bowl last year. And I think they are excited to be able to prove that again this year. Um, And so I very much see that not even being a thing. Uh, I I am interested in this Kansas City Miami matchup. Um, We know that the the game will be in Kansas City. I think the expected temperatures at kickoff are something like negative two degrees with a feel of something like negative 14. This Miami Dolphins squad historically is 0-11 in games played in less than 30 degree temperature. Last time I checked, negative two is way less <laughs> than negative than 30 degrees. And so as a result, it'll be interesting to see how their speed with regards to the passing game is going to be able to translate in that cold and what's potentially and very likely going to be snow. Um, we know that they've got some injuries of their own. Uh, Raheem Mostert is battling some, uh, I think it's an Achilles or an ankle or something, injury. Um, and, and overall, they just... They just, I don't think, going to have enough for it. But sneakily, I want to see what their defense is going to do with Kansas City. If they are able to limit the offensive mistakes and if Tua doesn't turn into a pistol shooter again, I wouldn't be surprised or upset. But I would love to see a good matchup there. And then, of course, on the NFC side, um, all of those games are going to be pretty good ones for, for the most part, with the exception of that Tampa and Eagles game. But nonetheless, we're going to go move forward really quickly. One representative from the NFC, one from the AFC. Who do you have in the Super Bowl? We'll start with you, DJ Highstar. San Fran. Yeah, San Fran. Mm-hmm. And in the AFC? I think, um, yeah, San Fran and Baltimore. You're just going to slide the one seeds all the way down in there. That's okay. what I'm saying. I, I hate even doing that, but. Be easy. What about yourself? Uh, I'm going to go Detroit and Pittsburgh. Mm, okay. Um, I can break that down too. Go for it. That's, you know what? I'm going to stop sharing the, the graphic because I want to want the folks to see you when when they <laughs> as you break that down. Why you say bubble? So I want to say we beat uh, the Bills earlier this season. So it's not like we can't beat the Bills. 
Um, Kansas City can win, but they're hurt. You know, they beat up. Um, our run game is 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 advanced. Our run game is getting better every year. So I feel like we can we can beat them if we get to them. And then Baltimore, it's gonna be a dog fight. Um and by that time, Baltimore might be beat up and we can beat down Baltimore to get into the uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> Jones says, hey, man, somebody check Easy Cup, man. <laughs> he got a little water bottle over there, boy, but I, I don't think there's no water in that bottle, my buddy. That's tea and honey for the throat. I'm a professional. Hey, yo. <laughs> now, <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I, I hear what you're saying. As where I could sneakily see the Detroit pick, um, let's say San Fran takes care of the Eagles, who I feel, feel like I take care of. In that matchup between the Lions and San Fran, I could see them sneaking into the NFC Championship and winning and then coming to the Super Bowl. So I, I could give you that. But on the other side, y'all don't have the offense necessary. Shout out to Rock Hill, Football City USA. I know everything I said. Big ups to Mason. However, comma, my boy. The defense is that if y'all somehow get past Buffalo, y'all won't, y'all ain't want nothing to do with Kansas City. Y'all don't want nothing to do with Miami. Y'all don't want to, even if nah, dang no thing. Uh I'm but gonna you, you guys said you guys said yourself that so far Kansas City has been trending downward. High start said that, but I feel like at the end of the day. Similar to how we all love to hate the Patriots' uh, <laughs> former quarterback, Mr. Tom Brady, the GOAT, um, I don't see a scenario where Patrick Mahomes is out to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. Okay. I just don't trust it. No disrespect to your team, even though I don't really like y'all boy like that. All disrespect. I'm taking it all disrespect. Listen, and look. So my own show, I'm going to check with the uh, owners of Crooks. I'm going to check to the pastor that I don't have and I'm going to go and I'm going to see if it's okay about what I'm going to say about Big Cliff. When y'all win. <laughs> his respect. Because you came on your show. I got the receipts. It's live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but High uh, Star, I'm actually with you. I hate to rock, chalk, Jayhawk and just roll it straight out, but I'm I'm, I'm actually, I, I mentioned it one a couple of weeks ago. I personally would love to see a rematch of the Harbaugh Bowl um, and having San Francisco against the Baltimore Ravens, even though only one of the Harbaugh's was there. We'll talk about the other one in just a few moments. But before we get off of the NFL, uh, there have been several NFL head coaching positions to come open. Right now, the number sits at eight, and I wouldn't be surprised if that increased. So, for those who may have missed it, the Washington Commanders, the Atlanta Falcons, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Tennessee Titans, the Carolina Panthers, the Seattle Seahawks, and as of this morning, the New England Patriots all are looking for new head coaches. Quick, in one or in a few words, which one of these do you all feel is the most attractive coaching spot and which is the least attractive? We'll start with you, be easy. Well, it again, though, real quick, my fault. Say again. Say the cities again. Okay, so the eight teams that are looking for, uh, oh, without doubt, the eight teams that are looking for the new head coaches: Washington Commanders, Atlanta Falcons, the Los Angeles Chargers, the Las Vegas Raiders, Tennessee Titans, Carolina Panthers, Seattle Seahawks, and the New England Patriots.
be easy? Oh, well, depending on their age and race of, you know, the potential coach, um, you know, somebody around my age uh, may go to Atlanta, you know, or Vegas. Mm-hmm. Now, not just for the city, but for like winning for what oh, no. the most attractive it's coaching job. Exclusively the city. You say exclusively for the city? <laughs> and the wings and the nightlife, you know. <laughs> See, I like Atlanta, uh, although they're in our division, I really hate it. They've got an incredibly talented defense. They have some of the best individual skill position players in the league. The one hindrance they had was Desmond Ritter is not a quarterback. I, I, I just want the the fake bootleg stunt double of Patrick Mahomes to go sit down and do something different other than playing football for them. But And in fact, no, stay there. Keep doing what you're doing so y'all can never, ever get to the, to the next level. But Atlanta could be attractive if you get the right coach with the draft picks that they'll likely have this year. If they're able to, tr- I saw one mock draft that had them trading up to the number one uh, to number one slot and going and getting uh, a quarterback. So I could see Atlanta being an attractive spot. Um, DJ Highstar, what is your most attractive? And then we'll come back and get the least attractive. <laughs> um, I like Vegas, uh, Tennessee. I'm not mad at Tennessee and. Kind of the culture that Vrabel's built up there, um, but yeah, I like I like the Raiders situation. I don't really like their their roster all the way, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't think that they're in bad shape as some of these other teams. Okay, the most favorable head coaching position of the eight that are currently available belongs to the Carolina Panthers. And here's why. It is a beautiful city, like you talked about with Atlanta. Charlotte is a beautiful city, growing, bustling with industry, with Southern hospitality. The team itself, yes, there are some fair weather fans who, when you lose, really start feeling some kind of way. Not going to acknowledge that. Didn't say that anyway. But the reason and the singular thing that makes this the most attractive position is that. The expectations are so low hmm. that no matter what you do, if you mess around and accidentally come in here and win, the city's going to fall in love with you. If you come in here and stink it up, you still have the worst owner in the league as your boss. You can blame him. And at the end of the day, he's probably going to fire you before your contract is up anyway, and you get to stay home and collect millions of dollars for free. So that singularly is why the Carolina Panthers, to me, is the best job out there. Now, I see some other folks who disagree. Uh, my boy, shout out to Isaiah saying Carolina was last. Uh, Yoshi started off saying New England was the last. Then he was like, wait, the Panthers job is definitely the worst. <laughs> the Panthers. Yeah, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Shout out, shout out to Ross. Just checked in on the check in. Shout out to Ross G says, LMAO, you got a point. We got a defense ready to win. The Carolina Panthers this year, their defense submitted the smallest or the least amount of, uh, how am I putting this? They did gave up the least amount of yards per game of any team in the NFC all season long. Now, granted, two wins result of the, the dysfunction that was there on the offensive side, but we've got a lot of talented pieces and we weren't even fully healthy on the defense. It was much of the reason why at the beginning of this season, uh, I felt like 
hey, we could do this, we could do this, and then it just fell, fell apart at the seams. But as he mentioned, if we can get a couple of key O-line and actually get one well, for our quarterback to listen to, I think we'll be all right. How, how do y'all figure y'all going to get the, the O-line pieces? Because this draft particularly is incredibly deep for offensive linemen. Now, quarterback, <laughs> top-tier quarterback talent is well, at the top. What 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 round do you think you're gonna get a, a starting O line? Second round. Just say you think in the second round you will because you get them in the first because you don't have it because the Bears have all your right, pick. All right, yo, hit the hit the rim shot. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I see where you was going with that. You just yeah, I, that. I tried to set him up. I no, tried. To, but... I know that we don't have a first. I know that Bryce Young yeah. has not only cost us. Uh, our starting wide receiver in Mr. DJ Moore, very likely with this number one pick if Chicago doesn't trade it away, uh, very likely cost us, uh, what's my boy's name? Uh, Jason Brother. Uh, out of USC. Caleb. Nah, it's very likely call us. Uh, very likely it's cost us that. Um, so, yeah, I, I get all of that. However, the, there's an offensive lineman out of Iowa that's projected to be a mid-second round to early third round. His name escapes me, but he's a tackle out of Iowa. He'll be in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Why? Because the colors already match? <laughs> no, nah, we don't like him. And it'll be, we'll get who we want somewhere else in the first round. Second round, we'll get him. Not if we don't get him first. I'm coming up at the top of the second round. But nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, we'll be at the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not worried about that. Shout out to my dog, Peyton. <laughs> Do y'all sign shirts? For you, my man, we can work something out, Bubba. <laughs> but the Panthers, to me, is for just that reason the best. Now let's go to the worst really quickly. Don't know, don't everybody say Panthers all at once. Which do you feel, High Star, is the worst possible uh, job out there of the eight available? Again, New England, Seattle, Carolina, Tennessee, Vegas, Los Angeles, the Chargers, Atlanta, and Washington. Uh, love. I kind of going to say New England. I think the um, culture of winning out there was large. So, you know, large shoes to fill, big expectations to live up to and stuff like that. Um, they're not going to want to rebuild for long. Okay. Be easy. Uh, I think the Panthers, just because of the owner, the ownership, um, even though y'all do have 40 million in cap space, um, y'all need some offensive weapons. Y'all don't have a first round pick, those types of things. Um, and the, the quarterback, he's unproven. You know, he might need a better line to you know get some things going, but right now he's unproven. So out of these teams, you guys have the worst um job. Shout out to Jones being right again, man. I'm I'm rocking with you, Jones. He says New England. Uh, Ross G says New England. New England is the Bill worst. Jones Come behind Bill Belichick. For that reason, coupled with the fact that New England has a team built exclusively with what Bill Belichick wants. Okay. He, you, we know that he's taken players that most people wouldn't have had on their boards or maybe as a sixth or seventh rounder and drafted them in the second round because they fit his scheme. They lack offensive continuity. Mac Jones is not it. <laughs> so they'll need to draft a quarterback. They also don't have the skill position 
and they're getting long in the tooth. They have some quality defensive players, but then all of that coupled with the fact that who wants to come behind Bill Belichick? Hey, yo. Hey, you guys. But who wants to coach behind that? Similarly, we'll talk about it with Alabama. Who wants to, like, you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy. You want to be the guy that follows the guy that follows the guy. And so ultimately, hey, this is just getting worse. But <laughs> I, I, I don't see there being any measure of success there. Now, granted, I say that. And then if uh, Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh, Jim, because Jim is just one championship. If Jim says, all right, Michigan, I appreciate y'all. I'm going to New England. All that's out the window because now you get free agents. You get a proven coach who will have the ability to build in a quicker manner than some of these other ones will. But for as it stands now, that is to me very likely the the least attractive of those jobs. Go ahead. I got to disagree with all three of y'all that said New England because following Bill Belichick, you will have uh, more rope. You know, you they already know the team isn't like you. All of those points you mentioned about the team not being good, mm-hmm. you that leeway. So you don't have to be good. Now you can build your own team and they'll give you that rope to kind of hang yourself. I feel like whoever comes after him will get a chance to build a team and they don't have to follow directly in his footsteps because he's not leaving the champion. He's leaving what they, what they won four games this season. Mm-hmm. So I think whoever follows them will have a, a chance and the, the ownership there. Um, They let the coach do what they want to do pretty much. Let the coach lead the team and not be a, a owner like uh, Tepper or uh, Jerry Jones. They're not that type of coach. So I think that's a that's more attractive than you guys. Yeah, but that's exclusively because it was Bill Belichick. And for the early years, Bill had a GM. He didn't get that much power until after several years of being able to sustain a high level of winning. Um, my boy Sean Maxwell mentioned in the comments that Mac Jones has trade potential due to his Alabama ties. I'm, I'm going to say the opposite of that because he's an Alabama quarterback. He was the first Alabama quarterback. And I think the last like 20 something, some odd years to actually come to the NFL and win a starting job. And then even with winning a couple, winning a couple of games, we see how that's worked out in the back end for him. And with regard to Jim wanting to go to the chargers, I, I think it would be kind of more similar to like a Eli and Peyton kind of thing where they don't want to meet each other unless all the way in the Super Bowl to hinder one another i think they've got that type of family uh connection and chemistry at this point i do really believe and hope that jim wants to come to the nfl having uh already won now his college championship his dad won a college championship the brother won a super bowl i think he wants to be the one to win both and and so i definitely see him doing that but ultimately uh, of the eight open uh head coaching positions i wouldn't be surprised if that turns to nine really 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 quickly so this is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff, sitting in with my boy, DJ Highstar. Be easy of the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. You are watching us live on Facebook, Facebook Live, or on YouTube at Carolina Sports Talk. We appreciate it. Shout out to Bird. Birdman asking about it. It's at Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on all of our social media. We are wrapping up our NFL coverage for today. But before we get off of football completely, shout out to the – oh, let me make sure I get the right applause – Shout out to the Michigan Wolverines in convincing fashion, taking down the Washington Huskies in a score of 34-13 to win Jim Harbaugh his first championship. Uh, Fellas, quick thoughts on the NCAA's uh, final year of the four-team playoff and 
Jim Harbaugh winning a national championship. We called it. But now, nah, like, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much what I was saying last last week about the irony and the uh, the poetry of it all with that being kind of a, you know, a team with a black eye from the beginning of the season and then they coming back to do their thing. Like, you know, it's it's just poetic justice for everything going on with the NCAA that, like I mentioned last week, the teams that didn't make it, they clashed and played each other, and then this ends up like it. Couldn't have scripted it no, no better. Absolutely. Shout out to the Panthers Prime podcast, the PPP, not the loans, you scammers. I did fraud today. I did a good job today. Uh, be easy. <laughs> Any thoughts on the national championship? I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. We don't care. I'm just joking. Um, I mean... <laughs> I really don't care because I was recording my show and didn't get a chance to watch. So I didn't get to see a lick of it. So, um, yeah, I, I, I hear the game was exhilarating. Um, it was a lot of passing and running and catching and, and tackling. Um, but they played foosball. They played the foosball, you know. But, I, but you know, shout out to Michigan. I wanted to go to Michigan when I was in high school because I had Charles Woodson uh, Nikes. Um, mm-hmm. But. Uh, made you want to go to the school. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm weird like that. It'd be um, like sometimes, I mean. Um, but I just didn't have the forty time. Um, but yeah, but uh, unlike Cat Williams, but um, a lot of people, a lot of people thought you know that Michigan was going to win. Michigan was going to win, so it wasn't a big surprise. Um, I just wonder what uh, uh Penix is going to do. Pause. Um, is he going to declare for? He's, was he? He's a senior, right? F- fifth year yeah. senior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's coming out. Um, yeah. Hey, but, yo. yo, penis is coming out. Okay. As we move forward, no. Uh, for me, it was. It started off looking like Michigan was just going to completely dominate this game. We saw last the in the previous round that Washington had issues with the run, and then they lost a couple of defenders throughout the week coming to the national championship, and so. When they broke off those two huge runs to start the game, it was like, oh, here we go. You talked about recording your show on Monday night uh, when the game was on. We had the opportunity to be on your show with you, but I literally was looking here past the laptop at the TV and watching some of that game. So although we had that pleasure of being on your show, I did get a chance to catch some of it as well. But the, the way that they were able to fight back, I think shows a lot about who Penix is as a quarterback. We know that talked about it a few weeks before that he overcame the uh, injuries while he was the quarterback at Indiana. And he he just shows a poise about himself. Even when he makes a mistake, you see that he comes back and learns from that mistake and doesn't make the same ones. He's not perfect by any means, but he doesn't make the same consistent mistakes over and over. And so uh, I think that young man has a very bright future. I would love to see uh, and a squad kind of pick up on him and kind of take a chance. I say take a chance. But Mel Kuyper, I think, has him listed as like the third overall quarterback. So who knows? We'll see what happens from there. I do want to give a shout out to uh, one more time to Sean Maxwell, who says Clemson will be back now that Saban is retired. There are those who have the thoughts that a former Alabama player may be leaving his head coaching position to try to make a move to the SEC. And that namely is one Mr. Dabo Sweeney. Um we understand that as a coach, he has a philosophy at Clemson that he doesn't utilize the portal, that he feels like, oh, we just grow talent home. And I think it 
at Clemson, he, I don't see a way that he's going to be able to break that without seeming like a hypocrite. And so as a result, what better way to get with the times and be more uh, up to date and actually relevant in regards to major football than to go to a school that is the pinnacle, one of the cornerstones of college football, namely Alabama. It's your alma mater. And you can have that opportunity to not look like a hypocrite because, no, well, here at Alabama, we're going to do what we got to do to win. And now that gives you an opportunity to go ahead and just really put himself in a position to change without getting that backlash. And so it'll be interesting to see. They do have a short list. We've already heard about four names that are on that list. I think Alabama, based on the portal and how quickly things have been already moving, I don't expect that they'll they'll drag their feet with this. Similar to the South Carolina State thing, when they signed Chinnisberry almost immediately after the season, I fully expect that Alabama will have a head football coach within hmm. probably within a week. Mm. What what do y'all think happens with Saban? Um, yeah, I think he's he's gonna be chilling, or he's gonna get a job in the NFL. Oh, ESPN's gonna throw the bag at him. He's going in the booth. Yeah, I don't think he's going back to the NFL. I think he tried that and it didn't it didn't work. And kind of kind of the same reason um, a lot of people are saying Bill Belichick left is because like these new players, the way that you know these coaches used to coach. They, the new players not taking that no more. The military military style of coaching, they're not taking that no more. They need a younger coach that that kind of they can kind of relate to. And I don't think Saber can get that done in the NFL anymore. So, um, and if and if uh, yeah. if Dabo leaves Clemson, he's just running from Tyler from Spartanburg. That's all that is. <laughs> but um, yeah, my peoples they they hit um, saving up on the side and asked him about the coaching stuff and. Um, with the NFL and everything. And he was like, I'm not going to do it. So quit asking. So quit asking. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? With the pause and with the, with the time away, I'm still going to give it to you, bro. Pause. Hey, yo, you get it, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one crazy thing to keep an eye on. How wild would it be? For Bill Belichick, and we I see that there's some folks saying Bill going to the Titans and all of that. How wild would it be for Nick to retire and Bill Belichick to go to Alabama? That is the one place that his style will streamline and align because they are younger than the professional players in the league. I could see Bill Belichick taking a New England's mentality and outlook to Alabama and being successful. That That would be something else but to your point be easy that's the reason that pete carroll is not the coach of the seattle seahawks right now he's an older man with a certain style and although he's come out in recent years and been a little more softer pause if you would um he's got a perspective that is very much still old school and hard-nosed and he it's there are many reports that say he just doesn't relate with or younger players don't relate to him and with him and i think that's the singular reason even after coming out just a day ago and saying, hey, now nah, I feel good. I'm ready to coach some more. Yeah, nah, my boy, sit down. So um, definitely, definitely something to that. I did read that they were going to keep try to keep him on uh, staff as something like a consultant or something like that. So And an uh, yet undisturbed or undescribed or unnamed role. That just means, man, we ain't trying to fire you, but, dog, you can't be the coach no more, man. Come on, sit down, man. dog. That's all that means. So <laughs> between... Uh, college football coaches, congressmen, and wrestlers who holds on to their job the longest out of all three. Congressman. 
<laughs> Would you say be easy? Everybody, we said congressmen simultaneously. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah, yeah. like... But nah, more, I just said the nah. other two because... Right, but that... I just grouped them all together as like, yo, I, I saw this guy 20 years ago and he looked old. You know what I'm saying? Or wrestlers, I'd be like, dang, this dude is still around? Jumping around wrestling? So <laughs> I think the same thing with like... <laughs> wrestling all day. But um, I think the same thing with, with the coaches. Like, if... Belichick ends up down at Alabama. That's not like a three-year retirement job. That's another 10-year commitment of your life, five-year commitment, 10-year commitment of your life to getting up and really preparing. And yeah, that's... Yeah. And it's it's a little bit more and a little bit different, but when I said it, it, it's exclusively to the style of what he has, what he likes to do. Um, Sean just mentioned it, that he's 71. He also said that uh, his pride will not let him downgrade to college. To me, the University of Alabama is not a downgrade. That is prestige and status-wise probably better than some NFL franchises. It's be- I would take the uh, Alabama job before I would take a Carolina Panthers job if I'm keeping it a buck. You know you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't because it's still professional. It's it's like it's it's like uh, Saban because Saban left the uh, left college to go to the NFL. He was a winning college coach. He left to go to the NFL because that's the top of the, the totem pole. Like, you don't leave the NFL to go to college if you can coach in the NFL. Period. I, I, I don't know because it's a different style. It's the same reason that I don't think Prime wants to leave college. There, there are people saying, <laughs> Isaiah saying definitely better than the Panthers. A lot of people saying Coach Prime is going to come to the NFL. His entire style, the entire way that he coaches, the charisma, the father figure that he is for those players is custom and tailored to college football. To be able to sit in homes using that charismatic smile and flashing and talking to parents and families and mamas and aunties, all of that I think is literally specifically made for college football. That's not going to work with a bunch of grown men who got bills and families of their own. It's It's not, but... but Prime used to Prime is so close to being a player and he was that player to where he can relate to them on another level. So he's using that to get these college kids and to talk to them a certain way. But I'm sure he knows how to switch it off and the and the to to do it way better than Pete Carroll can or um Bill Belichick can talk relate to these young kids now. I that's why I feel like in in time in due time he'll he'll be an NFL coach somewhere. But he'll have to start as, as like an assistant or something like that. He won't come in as a as a head coach, but um, he's he too he's he too hip, he too hip. He had come on man, he had a little baby and the baby and all the boys in the locker room. Bill Bill ain't did that at all. Bill Belichick is gonna come in and we gonna play game oh. this week. Yeah, nah, yeah. So it's different. Shout out to um, Uncle Mark. What's up, y'all? Don't forget, Bill is close to the win record. Now that's one reason for him to definitely stay in the NFL. Another good point, Ross says, the college coaching money still nice and you have more control. The college coach, average college coach, has more control of their program, very similar to very similar to what Bill Belichick had in New England anyway. Jones says, just said they ain't got no soul, be easy. Got no soul. They ain't got no soul. They ain't got no soul. But, uh, but the other thing about the uh, control that you have in college, again, the likability factor. So the kids also gonna like we were just talking about you're gonna have to get out there and recruit or whatnot and be able to draw in um the talent and have them want to you know buy in, have them buy in, in other ways. and i yeah. think that 
that's another reason why I think Nick Saban left. He he saw the writing on the wall with with the, like the NIL deals and all of that, and people like Prime coming in. Um, he saw his 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 influence leaving. That's why the Alabama didn't win all the games this year. You know, the the uh, the uh, transfer portal transfer portal and all of that kind of stuff. Those schools, uh, Nick Saban and uh, 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 Dabo Sweeney, you know, they were losing their influence, and it's a different world for them, and they really don't want to navigate in this world. Um, and so that's why he bowed out gracefully. I, 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 I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat for a second with the conspiracy theory. Alabama, after they lost their bowl game, had something crazy like 26 or 27 players to enter the transfer portal. I am under the full belief and can't nobody tell me no different that he knew he was going to leave then. When NIL was first enacted and it became the wild, wild west, or we could at least see the wild, wild west over the horizon. Nick Saban was the loudest proponent, not proponent, but opponent to the entire thing. Because him, him and Dabo was neck and neck with the loudness. See, Dabble was loud with, oh, we ought not be doing it. We ought not. Nick just feel like he was just like, no, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and it's because exactly what you said, Easy. They realized that what they were doing under the table and had begun mm-hmm. to be amazing at, everybody mm-hmm. else was on top of the game. And now it was changing. And as a result, they no longer were going to have that influence that they had. And so I agree. It is exclusively, I believe, the reason he don't want to do it. Can he do it? Yes. He just doesn't want to. Same thing with Coach K. As the one and done started becoming what it is in NIL with the back, Coach K was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm going to holler at y'all. Me and this dog y'all, gonna, y'all done gave me. We go and kick it over here. Y'all gave me this bill. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ross G said once, uh, shot it, checking in once again, says Bill ain't likable. Absolutely not. If you like Bill Belichick, you're lying, period. You're a Patriots fan, and you like that he's won for you, but there is nothing likable about that guy. But I've never heard anything bad about Bill Belichick, though. He's boring. He's drab. He doesn't answer questions. He thinks that it's his way better than anybody else's, and no, he's trash. I'm talking about players, though. I've never heard a player talk bad about him. Never. And that that don't mean he's not likable. I mean, he's good at his job. And he's a cheater. Shout out to Isaiah. He's a cheater. The Patriots literally coined 57 different ways to cheat throughout all of their Super Bowl wins. And uh, no, I don't like the dude. He beat us in the Super Bowl. Now, there. You you wanted to hear it. There you go. They if it ain't rubbing, it ain't racing. What do you mean? You say what? If it ain't rubbing, it ain't racing. What do you mean? <laughs> hey, all I know is they paid John Casey to kick that, that ball out of, out, out of, I'm saying, out of bounds. You know what I'm saying that's that's all to it. Now I will. I Sean, the first time tonight, I agree with you. <laughs> Brian Flores deserves a job before Bill. He should just retire. There is no way at that age you can build another dynasty. He will not build another dynasty. He will not win another Super Bowl unless, like, if he like of the vacancies, if Bill Belichick went to the Titans, that nope, never mind. That's not gonna work. No, he's yeah. not gonna win another one. Even though I know a lot of folks say he's going there. But again, Carolina Sports Talk, main man, Big Cliff, sitting in with DJ High Star, my guy, Be Easy, from the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. You could be anywhere in the world. You just have to be right here with us, and we appreciate you. Make sure y'all hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net, or on all of the social medias Facebook, Instagram, 
uh, I don't have Snapchat, YouTube, and what is the other one? TikTok at Carolina Sports Talk. So at this time, we're going to transition into the association from the hard, from the fields to the hardwood. DJ Hotstar, you want to give them a little scores for the league? Come on. Let's get into it. So <clears throat> these scores are from this evening, partly because of my audio. I'm not going to be trying to talk long and stuff, but these scores are from this evening, Thursday, January the 11th from the association. So far, the Celtics are losing to the Bucks. At halftime, 75 to 38. The Thunder are currently winning over the Trailblazers, 36 to 24 at the end of the first quarter. The Cavaliers beat the Nets, 111 to 102 in the NBA Paris game. The Knicks are uh, just about to kick off against the Mavericks. Um, And then the game of the evening, the Suns against your in-season champion. Los Angeles Lakers. Sorry, NBA in-season tournament bracket 2023-24 champions. Los <laughs> Angeles Lakers. Any takeaways, guys? Yeah, I, before we do anything else, we're we going to start right there. You say in-season tournament champions with such a sarcastic dripping of sauce. Pause. That as if a... Yo, it's a bad thing. We are the inaugural champions. We are champions already in the midseason. How many other teams in the NBA can oh, say one more word? What? Add one more word to it. Inaugural. The yeah, first ever. inaugural NBA in season bracket tournament. Jiffy. Sherwin Williams sponsored. What else? <laughs> Thought <laughs> we got a banner. It's a championship now. You don't like that banner. You don't like that banner. I can either confirm or deny like if I like the banner. Here, uh, in ten years, that's gonna mean something. So I, I'm with it. I don't care. I'm with it. I'm not even a Laker fan, but in a few years, Jeopardy question. It will be. It will be. But it, it's something. Everybody clowning it, but it's something. Speak on it, easy. Speak on it. Talk to you. 60 years ago, 50-something years ago, the Super Bowl, like the Super Bowl, what is that? Like, what? The Chili Bowl? You know what I'm saying? Now the Super Bowl is the biggest thing ever, but in a few years, the the in-season tournament is going to be something. Hey, a couple years ago, about 20, 25 years ago, he hate me in the XFL was a big thing. No, it wasn't. It was like, that's like insanity. It was a flash in the pan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it, it'll go away as long as the NBA keeps doing it. I think uh, it'll, it'll be important to the people. And see, we, we've got some vitriol coming from the comments. First of all, shout out to the pro fight, Clarence Brown, saying it's the new flag football Pro Bowl. Uh, Mark saying it's a joke. Isaiah saying psych. Like y'all very clearly don't like it, but at the end of the day, I'm with you. Be easy. That it is the inaugural. It is something that the NBA is doing to try to change the perspective of um, they're trying to make the regular season mean something. And with as serious as all of the players, because it wasn't like, oh, just the Lakers decided, oh, everybody's like, yo, man, go ahead and let the Lakers get that, man. We're not going to really play for every team that was competing was really trying to win. It's not like the bubble where people was like, oh, well, it's isolated and it takes away from this and it took it was a competition. That every time that they said this counts towards this, 
teams went out there and did their best and lost to the Los Angeles Lakers. So at no. the end of the day, you can call it a rec league championship. You can call it what you want, but it was them saying, we are going to ratchet our game up to another level when you're trying to bring your best game against us and you will not win, period. No. Only thing I didn't like about it was the courts. I couldn't tell what was going on because the courts was looking crazy. But other than that, I, I enjoyed it. So we actually talked about it here a couple of weeks back. We liked it. It was a little different. I personally enjoyed it simply because it gave me more like a video game feel. And it, in my mind, signified that this game is different than the regular. This one it yeah. was a little bit different than something else. And so I understand why they did it. And even with like High Star had uh, brought up a couple of weeks back, it gave also the nod to some of the more international courts that we mm-hmm. may see over in Europe and in, in, uh, in Japan and other places like that, that the world that the NBA is trying to extend the game to. And so giving that little nod there to some of the Euro uh, kind of leagues and stuff like that, while also differentiating that this game is different and means something a little bit more. I get it. Isaiah, you're absolutely right. Attorney is attorney. I can't. That's like. Okay, like when uh, LeBron won his against the Warriors because Draymond decided to want to be Draymond, and we'll talk about him in just a few minutes and big deal, no thing. But because Draymond wanted to be Draymond and get suspended, that allowed and opened the door for them to win. It's not his fault that KD got hurt. It wasn't his fault that boys was losing and doing whatever they was doing and not being able to play. He won, played up against who was there, won it. So it's his chip. So at the end of the day, the, the banner is up there. Now, I don't like the banner. I ain't doing a whole lot. But... It's a win. It's a dub. I agree. It is. It is a dub. Um, there's no. There's no easy way to, to you know, transition, segue into this next part. There is though um, a famous reggae song. Be easy. I'm curious if you if you're familiar with Who Job Bless, No Man Curse. Have you heard of that before? Yeah. What that saying? Have you heard that saying? Yes. Yeah. I thought you was gonna say another uh reggae song. Um Boom Bye Bye to it. No, my bad. It's not that song. Uh, see, see, see. Check us out every week on the digital. I was about to say, and that that's a great episode. Thank y'all for joining us. But um, yeah, no, who job bless, no man curse. I was trying to figure out a good punchline for that that would be, you know, raunchy enough and stuff, like how it'd be easy. And DJ Blaze radio show does, but still safe enough for us. But John Morant got injured, y'all. All right, that's what I'm getting to. I didn't have no smooth way to say it. It just happened. Uh, yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he tore a labrum. Um, I'm not Sal Palantonio and none of that, so I can't really get y'all to, I mean, the vibes. But um, thoughts? It's 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 a killer, man. The young man, we, we, we know um, – came back on a tear and was really, really, really helping that team to elevate um, to another level. But I think it severely hurts Memphis's chances. I mentioned that as they have, um, and he, it was a season ending shoulder surgery. Um, yeah. But like I, I mentioned, I, they were, they were going to be my dark horse in the West to, to take it, take the chip, but um, see them doing it without him. He, he is the linchpin and the lightning rod for that Memphis squad even if not fully defensively, completely offensively, but then defensively, I think he is enough to spark these other ones. To Jaron Jackson is a different level player when John Moran is on the court. He won his defensive player of the year with John Moran on the court. And so, um, eh, 
Yeah, I don't see them doing nothing. So it's, if this was a big deal, no, they, this would be a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy he got that injury during the training session too. So it wasn't even in the game. So, um, um, was it his shooting? Go ahead. <laughs> Bees, go ahead. You, you got to get that one more time. <laughs> was that his shooting hand? It was. A, <laughs> Shout out to Mark who says only way it would mean something is if put them in the real playoffs or something. Oh, he's still talking about man. Stop it, Uncle Mark. <laughs> he's still talking about I'm gonna let it live anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, I did want to say that does put Marcus Smart inserts him right into the lineup. Pause. Like um, you were you were just talking about getting the healthy Marcus Smart, mm-hmm. and, and now this happened. Another thing that this does, uh, uh, don't be surprised if it elevates Gigi and we start seeing him a little bit more as well. Gigi Jackson, as we have talked about from here in South Carolina, is a member of the Memphis Grizzly. He's been a, been a little bit time on the active roster, but then also been a part of their G League or D League or Elemental P League, whatever they're calling it these days. Um, fun fact, those who <laughs> – what do you want us to do, Isaiah? Fun fact, those who may not have known, his first ever interview was done by yours truly and be easy on the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. Shout out to Gigi. He's my favorite player. I'm sure that Yo Gotti and the CMG family um, have done this plenty of times, but it's going to take a trip from Memphis all the way to New York. Like what I did hey, there. Yeah. Did there. Um, and uh, just going to talk a little bit about the OG out there in New York. Um, it's been it's been a nice little streak, nice little momentum run that the Knicks have been going on since the big trade has happened, and we sent R.J. Barrett and quickly up to the dot, you know, as some would call it. Uh, but OG Anunobi um, has showed up. In the nick of time. Uh, just for us. Thank you. Please, please, please. Thank you. Thank you. We do it for the audience. We do it to try to keep the engagement up. But uh, yeah, no. OG Anunobi, he's been doing his thing. He just had 23 the other night. Um, again, they, they just started off against Kyrie Irving and uh, Luka Doncic, less Mavericks uh, this evening. And um, so shout out to OG and the Knicks. I will say this. I think that he has sparked you guys. And um, I think what, since five games, the first five games that he played, um, they've been winning. He's been doing his thing. I would not be surprised if y'all add another piece to try to actually make a run at it this year. Mm-hmm. He's I, a, the, I think he fits into the offense as far as like, it's less crowded now. RJ oh. Barrett and with, um, Brunson in the, the backcourt um, and then your bigs out there with like Julius Randle swinging and all of them being left-handed and stuff like that. He, the way that he could slash and stuff like that, it gives Julius Randle way better looks and stuff like that. Um, and then not to mention a lot of the bench oh. has been stepping up Grimes um, and, and different players off the bench. So what, 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 what did I, what did I say? That was pause already. No, nah, it was. I don't know, but I got hate, it in there too. I know. Hey, yo, fellas, is just I felt uncomfortable with that. Hey, fellas, that came across the screen. <laughs> 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 just, just, 
just wanted to cleanse the air. I just had to had to fumigate That's the air. That's our dog, man. That's our dog. Hey, yo, yeah, yeah. Now, Deke is the loyal, I'm saying, weekly contributor That's cool. to the Sports Talk Live, man. Y'all That's boys, cool. wild, man. Who, 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 yeah, yo. so, yeah, New York, what you said? Close, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> As we move forward, um, you talk about all of the left-handed players you have and, and how OG gives certain opportunities for um, other players to kind of step up. I wouldn't be surprised if some of those other players you're talking about stepping up are packaged to be able to get a, 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 a marquee player and for y'all to make a run for it because the East is wide open. You, we, it's evident with – we understand Boston is being who they are. We understand that uh, even as Boston is losing to them right now, that the random team that won a championship that nobody remembers in the Bucks, um, they are who they are. But the East, I feel like, is – not quite the beast, not so much the least, but it is at least open enough that there are the opportunities. Eastern Conference. The Seastern Conference. The I don't know. Eastern Conference. Best in the West, nonetheless. All right. So at this time, it is our favorite segment of the week. Big deal, no thing. That's a big nah, deal. That ain't no thing. You know the segment. We give you sports headlines and let you know whether it's a big deal or no thing. First up. Former champion Spence has cataract surgery. Big deal or no thing? Starting with you, High Star. A big deal. That's a big deal. I agree. I said big deal. That's a big deal. Would you say easy? Uh, that ain't no thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. Mm, ain't no three peats around here. Contrarian. Yeah. Let, matter of fact, let's start. We'll start with you, DJ Hostar. Give the folks uh, a, a little context and a little background story to uh, why this surgery is, in fact, a big deal. So um, if for, for those that don't know or whatnot with Errol Spence, he was involved in a car accident uh, several years back where it required uh, reconstructive surgery on his face. And a lot of people say that his like his orbital socket or, or whatnot was kind of still uh, messed up. And then, you know, again, this, whatever this cataract surgery is fixing, they were saying that that was a factor during that Terrence Crawford fight on why he looked so bad uh, against Terrence Crawford. So I called it a big deal because I think that it extends his career a couple fights more than it would have. And he has a chance to uh, gain some of his legacy back. All right. I, I, for the very same reason, agree. Um, Steph Curry is probably the most poignant uh, and transcendent uh, evidence of this, but muscle memory, repetition, the way that he shoots the ball and the exact same way, like he can tell when it's leaving his fingertips, if it's good or not. Same way with a boxer. If you're used to seeing certain things and your field of vision is limited and or even altered, based on how you have seen for the entirety of your life, having that corrected and realigned is a very big deal. And, and, and if it even helps a fraction, a millimeter, I think it's a big deal, especially with someone looking to be able to go and, and regain that type of glory that he has. So that's why I agree and say it's a big deal. Now, be easy. Why are you wrong? Was it both of his eyes or one of his eyes? One. Well, I think he had some issues with both, but this surgery... One, is, yeah, um, you had another eye to look at, look out of. 
<laughs> when you get this fixed, you go back and fight again. What's gonna be your What's gonna be your excuse for getting your butt whooped? You gonna you to looking like uh, Martin when he fought uh, Tommy the Hitman Hurst with the marks on the face? Give me the luscious. <laughs> Next up, Draymond Green says, "Quote: Adam Silver talked me out of retirement. Big deal. No thing. No thing. Starting with you, be easy. No thing." Nah, that ain't no thing. High star, you say no thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. Out of turn. I'm going the other way. No, nah, that ain't no thing. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why you say that's not a thing? Cause he's a big fat face on liar. Adam Silver did. <laughs> Adam Silver did not convince him to do anything. <sighs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's not a thing because I'm sick of Draymond. Go sit down, my boy. Like I'm getting an echo for some but the, it, it's it's annoying in that he is or was a quality player of which we respected with the franchise. But like you're doing too much, man. Like go sit down, dog. Go sit. Yeah. Down. All right, high star. Why right, you say it's no thing, man? So again, the new media is finally back and everything after this long hiatus and, and sabbatical away from everything, whatever his um, crew or his team may have coached him on. And then he comes back, he does his podcast. I'm not sure if any of y'all heard it, but then he also did a post-game press conference. And all of it was just this, like, it's like the, the, the PR move you know, um, like he's pretty much like, yeah, uh, I, I, I spent all of this time in my man cave and, uh, you know, I, I, my daughter is the one who got me out of there and I finally got to play for a little bit and realized that life is worth, you know, and uh, come on, bro. Like the end of the day, you punch somebody in the face, bro. All right. He talked about something and then he talks about like, account. he said, um, he said something like, uh, I apologize to my family. I apologize to the organization. I apologize to everybody. And they told me this time is different. This time is different. And I, I told them, you know what's different about it? Accountability. Like, bro, if you don't go, if y'all heard, oh my gosh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nah, it was horrible though. It was horrible essentially. Uh, like the similar to John Morant. Everybody turns into the victim whenever they come back from like one of these suspensions, try to give everybody short term memory. Yeah. It, <sighs> sit down, Draymond. Period. Next up, the Heat extend their head coach, Eric Spolstra, with a record eight year, $120 million contract. Before we get into it, Big deal or no thing, DJ Highstar? Big deal. That's a big deal. Be easy. Uh, big deal. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. I'm going to start. Yo. There's some context that's associated that some folks may or may not realize. Uh, Eric Spolstra having recently gone through 
a divorce, um, was going through his divorce proceedings and they were discussing what, who's getting what and all of that like that. And in one of the most legendary moves of any franchise, of any professional sports organization, the institution that is the Miami Heat knew that he was going through his divorce and said, don't worry about it. Do your thing. And once all was finalized, Bing bong, let me get that check. Run that money. Like the way that they did that was legendary and shout out to them for being a goat. She can't get that because it is post-divorce income and she can't touch it. And so they were the goats for that. They legit get a shout out. And I, I got to give the Miami Heat a, a round of applause because they did that for my boy. So that's why I say a big deal. What y'all say? Oh, just that amount of money um, is always a big deal. Facts. Yeah, nowadays with NBA coaches, they, um, you know, you don't want to be, same thing on a college level. Well, college level because of NIL and stuff now. But you don't want to be a $5 million coach or something, $7 million <laughs> coach. And you're talking to a $30 million player, $40 million player or something. So, yeah, that's good as far as that. But also men worldwide, we have this saying, appreciate that. We have this saying that we hear from all of our OGs, and it goes cheaper to keep her. So now her, she now has this experience where she can coach all of her younger woman mentees that you'll be weeping, you'll be weeping when you leave him. Okay. Mm. Or you'll be weeping if you don't keep him. Oh, it's not it's not even meant for a punchline. I'm just trying to give game. Not you, them. They get the L. <laughs> man, we getting ready to get up out of here for this week's episode. But before we do, DJ High Star, man, you got nothing to do with sports for us this week. What's good, be easy. Well, before y'all get out of that, I, I got a question on um, Kyrie Irving got an a contract extension for like 150 some million dollars. Do y'all think he deserves it? Yes. What about you, Hasta? You up to 50. Shout out to my boy. I'm going to say this. I think some folks out there are avoiding some lawsuits as well because mm -hmm. of all of the money that he was kind of, um, you know, kept from getting. Maybe not lawsuits, but nevertheless, my man is getting his just due from all of the COVID stuff, you know? And and that's for me. We, we've talked about it several, literally going back to during COVID on, on air that Kyrie was villainized for a lot of things that he shouldn't have. No, I didn't say Kyrie. I said Kawhi. Oh. Then that's different. No. <laughs> I was like, I Kyrie, thing. Yeah, no. Ka Kawhi is trash. It's not the same player. Yeah. I was yeah. listening to um, Mark Jackson, I think it was earlier, and he was saying something about like Kawhi takes care of his body. I'm thinking like, no, no, he, I mean, no, I maybe that, is that different from being available to me? I mean, well, maybe he takes care of his body because he's not playing. <laughs> is right. That, that, that perhaps, you know, but now, now that you say that, still, it still is the bread and, and it's again because of the brand that he is. He, you know, he's a, he's a cyborg. He's a robot. So, um, 
franchise player too. He's going to sell tickets and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Buck sixty. Did it say how many years? Uh, it's a three year extension. Uh, for one hundred and fifty three million dollars. And I did. I honestly, I hadn't even heard about it before uh, or realized it. And they're saying that he took less money when he resigned, and so they just kind of given him what he should have been given from the first time. And I get that to an extent, but like you said, best ability is availability. And that's why I wanted to ask you guys because I know you guys pay attention to basketball, and you know whether or not. Um, I said Leonard. <laughs> Did you? It may have been the audio. You know how. Yeah, so yeah, the audio audio might, have, might have been that. Anyway, that idea, niche. Um, <laughs> man, Takashi six nine over here. We got it all figured out. Here he coming. Stupid! I'm not gonna let you get the chance. This guy over here, we done got it figured out. Maybe I did mess up. I'm not perfect. I look like Black Moses. I'm not him. <laughs> This guy over here. You said Kyrie. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious, man. Hey, before we get out of here, man, DJ Hotstar, get us out. No, nothing to do with sports moment, bro. Yeah, sure. Um, of course, uh, the one thing that took 2024 by storm thus far has been the explosive interview uh, that Shannon Sharp did on Club Shay Shay with, uh, yeah, no, keep easy in the spot. Uh, that Shannon Sharp did on Club Shay Shay with Cat Williams. Um, took the interview by, uh, I mean, took the internet by storm. Everybody was talking about it. Outside of the beef that Cat had, it was a couple points of embellishment that people pointed out. One being that he read 3,000 books between 8 and 12. Excuse me. And then the other was that he ran a sub 4 1 in the 40 and the 40 yard dash. Uh, so I just wanted to uh, ask y'all fellas if y'all saw, I think he was at the University of, Mem- University of Memphis inside of a basketball gym and he ran the length of the court it looked like um, somebody put up the phone and showed you know, four point a four seconds four. or something. <laughs> did y'all see Did y'all see it? Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna uh, if I can he ran it. seven <laughs> in 31 yards. That I was about to say the length of the basketball court. It wasn't like it was like an indoor track or something like that. It was, it was. If I'm not mistaken, it was like the side of a basketball court or something, right? Yeah, and then the- let's go ahead and show it real quick because we we about to get about it here anyway, man. Let me. Let, this is Cat Williams running his forty. There you go. I mean, he fast for fifty. Right. So and exactly, he, I will give him that. Okay, I'll, all right, let's get that. that no, I will give him that. He um he is you know fairly in shape, like versus some a lot of his counterparts, and uh, you know I think I I took when he talked about said in the yeah. walrus comments, I took that like okay, you know he, you know again he's somebody I guess that's aware of his his. Body vibes and pause, like his stand in shape four four seven. <laughs> <laughs> he did a four four seven twenty yard dash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nah. the form. Everybody was talking about the form. That's how he runs. Did you see him run as alligator man? Alligator man. <laughs> in Atlanta, yep. Yeah. 
That's his phone. That's crazy. Man, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk. Be easy. We appreciate you joining in with us, bro. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media as well as your show. Oh, real quick, uh, with that, uh, nothing to do with sports. Um, y'all check out Willie D's interview with Cat Williams, where at the end, Cat Williams tells Willie D that he had horrible questions. Um, but <laughs> but you can find me every Monday and Wednesday on the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast, and uh, check me out on Instagram, preacher underscore BP. Hi, Star. Anything you want to holler at people before we get up out of here, bro? Yes, uh, to try to one-up be easy. Mark Curry has actually just dropped another interview with Willie D as well. So check that out also. I don't have any quotables from there. Um, but, yeah, be easy. Uh, thank you for joining us, my brother. Per usual. And go Ravens, bro. Go Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to do this week's episode we appreciate you tuning in on your favorite podcast app next time tell your smart speaker play Carolina Sports Talk you can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line cliff at carolinasportstalk.net or you can be a part of the show Instagram, Facebook, YouTube TikTok all of that at Carolina Sports Talk until next time folks get out of here peace broken what uh, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion spinal the link across the front it's an acronym that stands for let a naysayer know being told by his former offensive coordinator that Bill is not what i thought is that not what you thought boy let a naysayer know. Let a naysayer know. Of course. The professional's right in the middle of his lead. That's all right. I just keep I going. You almost lost me. <laughs> <laughs> it got real tight up here as you were. I swear to God. Reese, you were too smooth with that. I thought it was going down.